Growing and scaling a business is complex. It can be very scary and lonely trying to navigate it all. It comes down to the community of trusted people you surround yourself with. Let's dive in to the Business as People podcast. All right, everyone. Excited to have Kesar, SEO guru. He is going to help unpack what everyone's talking about. Some people are excited about it. Some people worry about it, but they're calling it the core vital or the core algorithm web update. Google's uh, rolling this out, I believe, mid-June. We're on June 14th today. Really, ultimately, this comes down to paid user experience. What do people need to be aware about? What do people need to do? And if you can make it really break down simply, like what are the sections that they need to focus on? Yeah, so Google, last year, they announced um, a new ranking signal called page experience. In similar terms, they want to have sites for people that are searching on their search engines, right? Sites that are user-friendly, that gives people a good user experience. And the page speed and how a page loads are all important for the user. So what Google did was they came up with metrics that they rolled out. These metrics are included in the core web vitals. There's a tool that they rolled out that you can test your website to see if it meets the, the three ranking factors that they consider to provide a good user experience. They're looking to roll out the page experience signal out sometime around mid-month, this month. So what does that page experience mean, right? From a UI perspective, they came up with a blog that they rolled out recently kind of helping developers prepare for this new ranking factor. So there's a tool that you can go on to called Page Insights that you can plug your website in and run it through the tool to see how your site is ranking and how that loads into page experience. So with Google, you can pull up the tool. I don't know if I can share my screen with this, but I would love to show this and see to kind of- Yeah, you should be able to share your screen. Okay. So let me pull up the page speed insight so I can better explain how they measure page experience. All right, let me go ahead and share my screen here. So let's take a look at a site. What, What site would you like to take a look at so we can kind of analyze it based on what this metric, this tool provides. Let's look at a nonprofit, like Girls Who Code. Let's look at that. Girls Who Code. This PageSpeed Insight, we've used it all the time. We've shared it with clients and, and prospects. It's a free tool and it really helps uncover what you could do better on your website. And this tool has been around for a long time. It's been around prior to this update. And again, you still need a developer though, right? To help you. Yeah. So Google provides this tool for for developers to help them prepare for the new algorithm update, the core algorithm update. So the first data input that shows up on on the screen and how the, the site is loads, what they measure is the first contentful paint where you want to be, this is 2.3 seconds. So there's some work that needs to be done on, the, on Girls Who Code. So what this tool originally checks is for mobile. They look at mobile first. Designing for the mobile experience is an important feature. It's important to always design for mobile first. I think search is like, is it a little over 50% right now? Like people are on 
their cell phone more than desktop. Yeah. It's just a little over 50%. And for those who can't see this, right? For those who are just listening to the podcast, okay, so this score is a 26 out of 100. So it's a failing score. And this website is actually pretty modern. Again, these guys talk about coding. You would think their site would also be like top-notch because they're focusing on coding sites. So their site, you would think would be compliant to this, but you know, we're, we're definitely going to share this feedback to them too, to kind of just help provide value. Yeah, this is <laughs> definitely a tool that we can share with clients or anyone looking to see how they measure up on page speed when it comes to mobile. The actual tool itself, they got the data from the Chrome's user experience, and it's based on like actual users who visit and interact with the website. It's known as like the field data. They get the data in two parts. Like they can do lab simulations to get this data, or they can actually have a state. They take real users and actually study the loading of the page and how that experience is with each of those users to kind of come up with this metric, which is really interesting. For example, if page speed is important and that's like a major you know, ranking factor, some sites defer like loading um, images, they defer loading web fonts, they defer loading like JavaScript code just so they can load their site fast, right? But how does that page actually look like to the user? So if the page is just built for speed and not for the user, there's a problem with that user experience because they're not seeing the actual real page being rendered. Back then, to consider a page that has been loaded, they use the event load to tell the browsers that the site has loaded. Um, but the browsers are becoming more advanced and more um, sophisticated where you know there's certain elements on a page that you can delay or you can load while it's at the same time while the page is loading, right? So there's different tactics on how to improve your page speed by deferring out some of these elements from loading. But if the user doesn't really see the content first, how is that experience? So Google wanted to combine this new update with not just page speed, and page experience, but also on the user experience as well. And the only way to really do that is to actually have people, real people actually pull up a page and see what that actual experience really is. And, and they come up with these metrics based on that study. And that's how they came up with this tool, which is really interesting. In the past, I think a lot of SEO and developers experts were looking at, okay, how do I appease Google's algorithm? How do I you know, yeah. hit all the check marks, right? But people for years have been saying user experience, and it's a term you hear all the time, but what they really mean is as a user yourself, you go to a website, if it takes more than a second to load, you're bouncing, like two seconds to load, you're leaving. Because we have an expectation as humans of like what a good user website experience looks like. We have an expectation of like how the content should be rendered and laid out for us so we can see it and understand it immediately versus like looking around. Because when you're bouncing around the site and it's just not getting information. You're just leaving. It's just a bad experience. And that's what we mean by user experience, guys. It's a balance between like technical things behind the scenes, right? If you think of your house, you have your, your core structure, your foundation, your studs and all the wiring, but then you still have the beautiful paint and the furniture and all that the stuff. Details, like it, the details, like they, of course, every homeowner wants both. They want the best of both worlds, like a strong structure, but also a beautiful and relaxing experience in their home. And your site has to be the same way. I think people neglect 
often one or the other. Very rarely do you see both together. And it got to the point now they're saying, okay, we are now forcing this because you need to have both the, the technical and back end yes. and the front end experience to be just very good for the user. And that's why this update's coming out. So, so besides the speed there, what else is another factor? Before, like, you know, it was just a matter of page speed, right? That's just one side of the experience. It's once the site loads, right? Is the content important? Is it relative to the page or to the user who is searching for that? So having the information being easily available and easy, clear to see above the fold, right? All the most important information that a page needs to be visible. Like this is why in the core web vitals, the, the, the first contentful paint, that's anything above the fold that's loaded quickly, right? So a user can actually see the content being displayed, being rendered. That's another way of Google finding that is important to user experience and the actual layout is not shifting. There's the commutative layout shift score here that they do look at if you have a design element and, and it's styled a specific way, but it doesn't load fast enough within a certain amount of time frame that they've used. Like point, what was it? 0.01 seconds would be considered really good. So if the, the actual style is still shifting within a certain time frame, that's a poor user experience for the user. So it's content where the button, where that layout is located on the page. If it's taken too long for it to render, that's also a bad experience for the user. And most sites are built that way. Most sites are just like unstyled version of a web page, but then you have styled buttons and, and styled forms that are on a page that kind of shifts. That's what this metric calculates on the commutative layout shift. So making sure that the actual design, the CSS, the JavaScript that's styled for that layout loads quickly. So the content and the style loads for the user. You're super technical. So I want to try to give it into layman's terms for folks who might not be as technical if you're not a marketer here listening to this. So if you ever experience a website load and you ever see like the picture shift or it's like mm -hmm. kind of what he means by rendering or adjusting is or it's taking time versus like very quickly the, the picture and the content shows up right away. Sometimes when things aren't coded to be optimized, the photo might take a little bit longer or like it loads and then all of a sudden, like you see, like it kind of jiggers or shifts. So that's what that like cumulative layout shift, what, what KSR means there, like again, improving that. Because we see this with web developers or web agencies who build beautiful, beautiful websites, yeah. but they mm -hmm. don't build it technically sound so that the back end, the code is really strong. So it's checking all these marks, you know, and you get the other side too. You get people who are web developers who build really great foundational structure coded sites that load super fast and render very well, but the design is lacking. So you need to find the blend and those are hard to find. What we do at InThink, that was something that over time, it wasn't a focus for us, but we realized user experience is holistic and we had to put the resources and energies and the people of expertise to, to do both that end of it. But the majority of people right now, KSR, they just care about the front end user experience. And sometimes I'm not worried about the back end as much. And, and I think it has to be both, like we said earlier. 
And again, yeah. this is what this algorithm update is all about. Yeah. So like, how do you measure page experience, the UX? How is that being measured? So they came up with this study and they put this data into PageSpeed Insights and develop the core web vitals for developers to be able to enter in a site so they can see the score and see how, when it comes to the layout shift, how long is it taking for unstyled page to render to a, a more, the, the visualized elements of the page that the design aspect, how long is that shift taking, right? So it's also a measurement in this tool that we can analyze and make improvements upon as we run it through here. And with this tool, they provide us, how do we fix it, right? So if there's an issue on a website, on the, the, the layout shift, this tool provides us some opportunities on how to reduce any unused JavaScripts, deferred loading scripts until the actual page loads faster. So there's ways to optimize the code to minimize the JavaScript so that you can save reducing time for it. So this tool, it tells us what we need to work on, right? So these are like, for example, in Girls Who Code, there's some opportunities um, for improvement by running it site into this core web vitals assessment tool. It tells us that we can reduce the size of the code for this JavaScript to help with the, the speed of this code being loaded in on the site. Does that make sense? So it kind of tells us like, hey, these are the resources that are taking the most time to transfer, right? And then what you can do is then improve upon it by either adding on the server side, adding the react.lazy plugin, which kind of gives it, are you familiar with the lazy load? I've heard of it, but I'm not as technical as you and an RL developer, but in simple terms, it's like taking a really large file and compressing it. So it's like a PDF, like yeah. a really large PDF, but, or an image, but compressing it, you still get the visual outcome, but the file is a lot smaller. So it's faster load time. Yeah. So if there's a ton of code, um, that a browser needs to read through and, and render it, it it's going to take longer, right? What you want to do is compress that and minimize it so that way browsers are not reading an entire sheet. It could just be just one inline code or whatever the case might be for the, the lag. And don't get us wrong, you guys listening to us using Girls Whose Code website as an example here. Web development and SEO are very different things because you know if you're doing a website, they expect SEO. That's not. They're very completely two different entities that fall under you know marketing. And people can build this beautiful website like Girls Who Code but they don't understand some of the technical stuff, the SEO stuff. That's kind of why you always need to have those two departments talking together. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Ideally, when you're building the site, you're talking together so that you're not have to go back to fix these code issues. So this is a common thing. I don't want people to think like, oh my goodness, my web developer didn't do their job. This is not their fault by any means. Because again, it takes a team. People think web projects are very easy to do, but there's so many layers as there's branding people, there's designers, there's copywriters, there's coders, there's SEO people. These are typically the, the team of people or project managers to launch a website. I would go back to the developer or use this tool and go back to the developer and then potentially find an SEO expert to help 
navigate this so that you guys are, are updating and fixing your website to be compliant. I know we have a little bit, we have a few minutes left here. Okay, sorry. Any other gold nuggets you can share with us? All this information is online. You can definitely research this and find information here, but we wanted to kind of hit the most important parts for our listeners. We want to talk about some of the other industry folks like SEM Rush that have case studies that they already have done to help discover any trends that they're seeing. I think at the end of the day, they're like, why do we even care? Why do we need to do this? Okay, great. It loads faster. Not like the user experience. Okay, fine. Someone has to wait for a picture. Like really at the end of the day, what's the effect, right? Like what's yeah. the benefit of In doing practice. this? Yeah. So yeah, let's, let's look at those case studies. So let me go ahead and pull up that visual that SEM Rush put out. So this information is all available online. But what's important is how does that play in real life situation, right? Is there, are there like case studies where they're seeing um, improvements in rankings once they check off all the web vitals improvements that they Google explained to us and how to fix our page for page experience. So with SEM Rush, they did a study that looked at those elements. The key findings of the study, what they do is they looked at the same pages that have varying scores on mobile and on desktop, and they wanted to see how it fared. So a core web vital study that found that sites that already have good core web vitals already ranked well in the search engine results page. So about almost 84% of all the sites, all the pages that they've analyzed on there scored either poor or to improve, which is crazy. This is a really powerful case study because it's all about results, right? Like how does this affect the numbers? So like, okay, so Google came out with this new al algorithm. They provided a tool for us to analyze web pages and then provide us with items that we can improve upon for page experience and for the three areas that a, a page can have improvements upon. So they ran a study where they wanted to see if the update actually impacts a website's ranking. So they've been analyzing it and collecting this information since February 15th, 2021. And their key findings was any URLs or any web pages with good vital ratings already perform well. So there you go. You know, so like there's folks that have websites that already meet these standards, these metrics, but majority, almost 84% that they've analyzed pages on in the top 10 on mobile SERP scored either poor or to improve. So there's a, still an overwhelming majority of sites that still needs to consider improving their web page, their vital score, right? According to this study. Yeah, there's but, a lot of opportunity for people to get yeah. into the uh, SEO and so website uh, website industry because they, there's going to be a lot of help that they need. Because this uh, wasn't <laughs> this wasn't a thing until now, right? Developers, SEOs, folks like this wasn't something that was even on our radar since until last year. A page can be optimized for the page speed, but I can defer some of these resources to, to load so I can get that page speed loading quicker, which is what about the page, 
loading for the actual user itself. Like we didn't consider that, but now with core web vitals, that's now going to be all combined as a ranking signal for Google. So it's not shocking to see that 84% is still scored poor or to improve. And, and I think if we get into it now and we are preparing for this new algorithm change, there's an advantage from what I see, right? Because key finding was any URLs that have good vital ratings, they rank on the first page already on all three metrics, right? So if you have a good vital rating, now you're going to be ranking on the first page based on these findings. But the sites that also rank on the top 10, some of them are either poor or to improve. What does that mean? You can make sure that your site follows core web vitals metrics, optimize it for page experience, and you can actually get a see a bump in rankings because there's still others that are on the top 10 still needs to improve. It's awareness. I think that people don't know why it's important, how to find it. And the ones that actually take action. And the most important thing here is taking action to address this. You're going to be ahead of the game. I think a lot of yeah, people just exactly. don't, people have just been kind of like letting it go, letting it go to your earlier point. Like there's no way to hide this and you can't hide from this anymore. Like it's time for a change. People are demanding a better experience. Google is in a way, you know, forcing our hand politely to say, look, guys, like enough's enough. Like we got to create a good experience because as a consumer ourselves, we want to have a good experience online, no matter if it's a local vendor website we're going to, to a national vendor. Like there's just an expectation now in 2021 of like what we are expecting these brands to be. And people need to invest the time and the money to improve this stuff. Essentially, like if your website is optimized for page experience already and it performs well, it loads fast, you're going to be rewarded with this new update, right? You're doing all things right. You're good. You're maintaining your rankings or even get a slight boost. However, if you're in the top 10 and you're looking for a boost in rankings, optimize your current page experience for core web vitals and you'll likely see an increase in your rankings even higher in the top 10 results. If your site doesn't meet the good rating for the tool. And again, definitely run your website, your web page in PageSpeed Insights to see where you stand and follow the guidelines and recommendations and see what opportunities you can improve upon from that tool and improve that for better ranking. Thank you, Kesar. This is really enlightening because even for myself, it's hard for I think the people understand some of the technical side. And I always appreciate what you guys do because you guys are just like very surgical about this. And then SEO is not easy. You have experts, you know, like, like yourself and the team that we have behind us to execute on this stuff, to do it right. If you have any questions, feel free to reach out to us and our team members. We're really here to help empower businesses. So this is awesome, awesome content. We have more coming down the pipeline, guys. And I think it's going to be the better... 2021 to really focus on the user experience, which is ultimately yeah. focused that I think more and more people are starting to realize, you know, you hear customer experience, but you no, know, that's holistic, but this is the digital side of it from a user experience. So mm -hmm. you no, know, go out there and get it done guys. Thanks. If you have any questions and topics you'd like us to cover, please email me at podcast at or message me on LinkedIn.